And it's up. Yeah, to, and I can. Uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, sorry Jay, go ahead. I was just going to say, I do think, Mike, that it's up to you and I to continue to expand this kind of conversation to get people more involved. Um, I do think that because uh, I obviously I hold a different position. I think the more that people explore the evidences for the existence of God, as as is demonstrably the case amongst graduate students and and uh, professors of philosophy, where Within the last 50 years, there's been exponential growth in belief in God in the most sophisticated quarters of the humanities. Um, and I, I'm confident that if we could expand and distill those conversations for average people, that we'll see a stronger influx of people who will side with theism. I'm all in favor of informing and delving into the arguments pro and con. But it is still the case that among academic disciplines, the highest percentage of atheists are, are generally found among philosophers. At least last I checked, that was the case. Is that not true anymore, Shannon? You might, you might know more recent data than I do, but that's what that was I have not I haven't compared the disciplines, but um, I, I, the last time I checked the Chalmers study from Phil Papers, which mm -hmm. I think is dated in 2000 shows about 25% of graduate students and professors um, rank as committed theists. But that's, we're to see that as a rate of growth because just a couple of decades prior to that, it was something like one or 2%. So that's right. pretty substantial. That's, see now that's the percentage I'm familiar with is the one or 2% are, are theists in, 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 uh, in academic philosophy. Um, I'm familiar with that paper. I love that study. I did not, that's interesting. I did, I did not recall it saying 25% are theists. Now, I feel like that's, a, that's a, one of the numbers I would have remembered. Um, man, we have the internet though, and we can actually <laughs> easily, I'm super curious to see if that's accurate because uh, I feel like yeah. yeah, you Ooh. get, a, I think you have to add up those numbers and, uh, but they're available, so. Yeah, that was well, well, Mike that was pulls that up too. Well, Mike pulls that up. I know. Um, yeah, the reason why we came up with this topic as well is like me and Ellie, we actually had a conversation that was kind of similar for STEM fields. They were saying the higher up that you go in STEM, the more people tend to lean more atheists. Like they want that more, you know, that physical evidence. They want to have that backing for the research. And that's what kind of, you know, led to this topic that we had. Because um, I know um, Elliot is more atheist, um, agnostic. I don't follow organized religion, but I'm kind of like mixed with my beliefs. And um, the hardest part is um, we'll never be able to confirm the beginning. You know, it was Big Bang Theory. It was God. Like, you know, we all we all have our own approaches to it, but we were never physically there in that moment to kind of prove it. Like science has its, um, you know, it has its own theories and it can go only so far. And I think that's what kind of brought up this interesting conversation to kind of see where people's mindsets are. Like, how do you get to that beginning point and how do you accurately claim it with evidence? Because even though you, like as a man of faith, you do believe in evidence-backed um, beliefs, it's like, it becomes harder and harder to kind of bring those forward to the table on, on both ends, not just on the faith end, but even on the scientific logical end as well. So I found the study results and Shandon, 
Um, I, I, I believe you lumped in the, the theism with other, which doesn't seem fair. Um, the, when, when, when uh, they were asked God, theism or atheism, accept or lean toward atheism was 678 out of 931 or 72.8%. And then accept or lean towards theism was only 136 out of 931, which is 14.6%. Other was 117 out of 931, 12.6. So are you adding other with theism to get the 20? I guess that, that would then be 20 six twenty seven percent but I could just add other to atheism how do you how do you see that as fair yeah I wouldn't want to do that it's you're you're calling me on something I haven't looked at probably in the better part of a decade um, all good, I know yeah. is that we want to count the graduate students and the um, professors and and the, the the salient point here is the rate of growth which is more substantial than it was but I, I can't sit here and adjudicate the study blind. <laughs> that yeah. would be blind faith, and I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I was just shocked at, at the, because 25% a quarter, I would have remembered that number, I feel like. And when I saw the results, I didn't feel like I was that surprised. Although you, you, you make the point that it does seem to be bigger than I recall when I had looked into that number previously. Um, I do remember it being like one or 2%, but um, you know, that, that seems like quite a lot of growth in only a couple decades, which would make me really want to um, look at the, the, the samples of those two studies and see if there's any other explanation for that rate of growth, because that, that, that is fair enough. That is interesting. Obviously it's still, um, you know, as one of the bigger minorities in the study, um, you know, there weren't there weren't a lot of things that were uh, seventy two percent confidence. So even if you say that, uh, actually, it, it, just from a, a brief glance, it looks like there's there was no other position. Oh, except except for uh, external world idealism, skepticism, or non skeptical realism had eighty. 81% believers in non-skeptical realism, but just about everything else, there wasn't anything that was so philosophers were so confident in as atheism. So fair, you may point, you may look at it, you know, uh, on the on the one hand as this is quite a lot of growth, um, or you can look at it on the other, which is that yeah, philosophers are. Um, pretty confident in in this in this idea of atheism at least the ones who study it so mike i, I do have one challenge there so would it be safe to argue that the other could be included with theism because isn't atheism much more absolute where it's like if you do believe a little bit would that be technically closer to theism that's an interesting question um so, so you're so you're saying is is atheism more of an absolute position, and therefore, if you select other, you're you're more rejecting atheism than you are rejecting theism. Is that what you're saying? Potentially, like, what, like yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Because, like, even if you uh -huh. have a little bit of faith, like let's use an analogy of um, a vegan meal, right? Mm -hmm. 
if um, 99% of the products are vegan, but you decide to put some milk and eggs in it, just a small amount, it would no longer be vegan, mm. right? Like vegan would have to be like an absolute all plant-based dish. So mm. with atheism, if I were to use that same analogy, would that would, would that be a similar understanding or, or what are your thoughts on that? That's a, that's a really good question. I'm going to, I'm going to say that I would define other more as undecided. So, um, you know, you call it agnostic perhaps, but, uh, essentially I don't think there's any reason to say that, you know, you can lump the others with theism any more than you can lump them with atheism because, you know, that's I true. mean, the, the, because I'll explain why because I think that theism is also an absolute position y you can't you can't you know you, you can't believe that I'm in the state of Nevada and not or, or at the same time or kind of believe I'm in the state of Nevada right now um, mm -hmm. you could say that theism is like that or or or, or you know um, I can't I can't kind of believe that uh you know joe biden is a real per is a person alive right now and at the same time kind of not so i mean if, if you think about god the same way you, either you believe god exists or not and, and anything that is other than an affirmative belief in the existence of that entity just like with you know joe biden um, you could say is actually disbelief. So no, I, I don't, I, I don't buy the, the, the adding, the adding that to the other to the ideas, but I, 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 I see what you're saying there. It's a good question though. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on that, Shannon, as well? Cause Mike, that's a very good point too, to kind of say it's more of a spectrum on both aspects. I do, I do like that. I think there's something to be said about how people would identify as an atheist proper, because um, I think it was uh, Antony Flew that wants to find atheism as a presumption. Um, that is, it's kind of a default position. It's just a state of non-belief. And if that's your broad-based definition, you're liable to have more, um, you're, you're able to, liable to include agnostics in that. So if we're saying truly that the other is a category that shouldn't be included either way, I think there's a lot more other that might be in the atheist category and should be in the other category. Um, and so th th there's that possibility. But I don't want to sit here and surgically tear apart this study, um, which, mm -hmm. is, which yeah. is taking us far afield. I just wanted to note that, yeah, when it comes to defining what an atheist is, you do have uh, folks in different parts of the spectrum, albeit what they call a strong atheist or a weak atheist or what have you. Uh, but a lot of agnostic positions sometimes are identified with atheism, which I think is a technical mistake, but it's not anything we have to solve here. That's interesting. I would say the opposite. I would say the opposite that I think a lot of, a lot of people who define themselves or are defined as agnostic actually should be counted as atheists. So it's almost and and uh, you know i i hear i hear you that you you know you feel like we might be uh derailed a bit but i don't i don't actually think it is derailing at all i think i think this is in line with kind of the overall theme of the discussion i think it's an interesting point right um so you know a lot of people i think they say 
they're agnostic because they don't know or they're undecided. So you could say that a lot of those others might be the undecided agnostics, right? People who would call themselves agnostic. I think actually there's much more reason to count them as atheists because, um, you know, if you if you don't have a positive belief in something, then I would say you lack the belief. So, for example, um, you know, if if I were to say, you know, um, do I have a do I have a belief in schmunicorns? You know, if if I don't if I don't really know what that even is. Um, or have any evidence for that thing. I, and I'm like, oh, I'm agnostic. I don't really know what those are. I don't really, I don't know if they exist and then just proclaim agnosticism. And that would actually be faulty use of language. I would actually say, no, I'm an a schmunicornist. There, I don't have a positive <laughs> that thing. I, I can't have a positive belief that that thing exists because I don't even know what they are. I don't, I've never even heard that word before. So I would actually think there's, you know, good reason to think that people who kind of are on the fence, agnostic types, and they're, they're just what I call closet atheists. They, they, they don't like using the A word because atheists are one of the most discriminated minorities in the world by far, hands down. So they just hate that label. Okay. Now, oh, I would, oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, uh, I go would ahead. say I, I would profoundly disagree with the, the concept of atheism as such. It, you can't define it as a as a mere lack of belief. That's not an atheist. A tree lacks beliefs, but it's not an atheist. The absence of belief, uh, I'll give you an example. I, I currently don't have any good reason, maybe, to think that President Joe Biden is in Camp David right now. So I lack the belief he's at Camp David, but that doesn't therefore mean I affirm he's not at Camp David. I just mm -hmm. don't know. Um, lacking a belief is not a position, it's the suspension of a position. Um, well, the, the Oxford Dictionary defines atheism as a person who disbelieves or lacks belief in the existence of God or gods. So I actually, I actually think both would count as atheists. Um, a person who disbelieves, I think you, you would probably call that a strong atheist or a positive atheist, maybe, Shandon. Um, but a person who simply lacks the belief um, is, is an atheist. And no, a tree is not an atheist, although it lacks the belief. Um, only, only people who can hold beliefs would be atheists, could, could be an atheist, you know, so, so yeah, I would, I would actually think both, both those types of people would, would count as atheists. People who think there's evidence against the existence of God and those who just don't think there's any evidence for the existence of God, both by, at least by the dictionary definition, which um, I'm going to go with, are atheists. Well, okay. I will side with the canons of philosophy. That includes uh, Paul Edwards' uh, philosophy of, uh, excuse me, the uh, Encyclopedia of Philosophy. I go with the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. I go with the Cambridge Dictionary of Philosophy and confessing professional philosophers themselves who are atheists like William Rowe, who definitively define and address atheism as the belief there is no God or gods. Um, now that having been said, uh, you, could you could replace the tree with an adult who's been raised on a deserted island and has had not access to anything. 
that person would not be an atheist because they lack belief. They haven't had access to anything that would lead them or tilt them one way or the other. Just have, lacking the property of a belief does not make one a denier of the object of that belief. Yeah, I don't okay, think be yeah. a denier. That, I, I mean, I guess we this we might just come to an impasse on this. I just don't believe you have to be a denier to to be counted as an atheist. I think all babies are atheists, right? Mm. Oh, yeah, that's really weird. But regardless <laughs> of that, yeah, because my my dog would be an atheist too. Um, the thing, the, the fact of the matter is, is I think we're acknowledging that there's uh, ambiguity on the definition. I think we can come that far. And because of that, that gets back to my hesitation, siding with a little bit with Jay about to what extent an atheist is an atheist, as we understand it. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Elliot, what are, what are your thoughts? Um, well, no, this is an interesting uh, thing, and I, I've definitely seen both sides, because I agree with Shandon that sometimes the theological response is like, well, merely lacking belief is not enough, because a rock would be an atheist. And I agree, dogs would be an atheist. And um, seeing the other side, though, I think that it's uh, probably important that the question itself be asked. So you have to have the question in mind, if a God exists. And, and in some ways, you almost have to understand uh, an idea of God to be able to answer the question and, and rightly be a theist or an atheist. Yeah. But, uh, so that kind of co coincides with the, um, the person on an island a little bit. That's, that's what you're kind of saying. Yeah, I, I do think that's important. And, uh, you know, that's like a quick thought experiment. But um, I also want to say we're coming to a close here. I wanted to thank you both so much for your time. Uh, we definitely talked about a lot. But I, I want to leave some space if there's any final comments, any other questions you'd like to ask. And if not, I have one final question. But yeah, uh, go ahead, Mike and Shannon. Uh, huh? You, you want us to ask questions? I thought you were going to ask uh -huh. final questions. Oh, no, saying um, if you have any like uh, final thoughts, um, if, if not, I can go with the one question I had, but um, would, would that be okay? Sure. I don't, I'm, I'm down for a last question. Okay. And um, Elliot, was there anything else that you wanted to cover too? Because I can give you the, the time if you want it. No, that should be fine. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so my question, and I think this is, uh, in my opinion, might be a little bit harder. So is, what is your definition of the spirit? So what I've heard before is it's something that it's given to us from a higher power to give us that want to live and do the right by, by one another. And I also have heard that it's um, contained within the mind to reinforce the need for processing and decision-making to live life. So what are either of your thoughts on that, on either of those definitions too? Well, let, let me see if I can't, understand the question first you're asking for a definition of spirit can you give me a, like a, a sentence so that i have a context in which you might mean that okay so um do you feel that the spirit is inherent to us like it was given to us by some sort of higher being or is are you talking about like the, the holy spirit or or a, a spirit of a human or what are you I'll say of a human. To? Yeah, I'll say of a human. Like so soul? like um oh. Yeah, or... like like a soul. Yeah, exactly. Ah, all right. Sorry about that. You're asking me to explain what that might be. Okay. Yeah. Um Christians are divided over this question, but I would say 
traditionally, and it's a view that I hold, is that the soul or the spirit is, is uh, the order of mind. It's the seat of consciousness, and it is to be construed as being distinct, but not unrelated to the body that houses it. Um, the spirit itself is immaterial, uh, does not succumb to the laws of physics or anything of that sort, but it is definitely nomologically related to the body or brain that it inhabits, just much like a, as uh, uh, Karl Popper once said, it's like a pianist who's playing the piano. So we imagine the piano is like the body and the pianist is the mind or the soul. Um, it would be that kind of interrelation. Um, so I, hopefully that gets some traction there as far as understanding. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts? Well, um, you know, as an atheist and a materialist, um, I don't believe in any immaterial soul or mind. Um, I think that what people commonly, you know, such as Shandon, uh, consider the soul or, or the mind, you know, the seat of consciousness, I, I think that they're, it's an illusion. It, it just is the brain. And there's plenty of reason to think that it that whatever conception we have in a, of an immaterial mind or soul is simply the brain i mean we know a lot about the brain at this point we know that essentially the brain acts like a computer we we are pretty uh we we know that if we damage certain parts of the brain it um, directly affects certain parts of the mind. So I think that in years to come, I think that with the, you know, um, in increase in our understanding of, of the brain, of neuroscience, um, I think this concept of an immaterial mind or soul will... Um, kind of disappear it will it will just we'll just understand that consciousness is just the the brain um it's an it's essentially an illusion so i don't believe there is any immaterial soul hmm. okay yeah yeah go ahead Elliot. what are you about to say no that's uh i think interesting points and i would uh i would also things, yeah point out something, you know, similar, uh, my perspective on spirit and soul, which uh, when you're a materialist, you're like, okay, just get rid of it. We'll be fine. But I, I do think that there's something like an emergent phenomenon occurring in a living being, so like in a living human, that there is a, a spirit that comes about. And it's, it's similar, um, you know, if you look up emergent phenomenon, you'll get a sense for it, but it's similar to how a single molecule of water isn't wet and it isn't ice and it's also not a gas per se but it's when it's in pro uh, mm. when it's mm. surrounded by other molecules of water in similar states then they exhibit these properties like wetness wetness is not any one water molecule and so the spirit is not any one part it's just the collection and the relationships between them that emerges from our bodies and minds I really like that definition. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Yeah, so that, that's why I wanted to kind of save that one for last, just because um, I feel I feel like we would also be able to add our own creativity by our own personal beliefs on what the definition of a spirit or soul is. So, yeah, I think I think that was actually really good. Uh, Ellie, did you want to lead us out? Uh, gosh, what are we saying? Um, <laughs> 
Well, oh, you don't have to do the again. official one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again for being here. And uh, it was so great to have you, but uh, we'll be posting this video up soon. And um, let's see, this is the canceled podcast. <laughs> so what do you all think? Should it be faith or logic that gets canceled? You decide. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, Shandon. Great chatting with you again. Yes, it's very very mutual. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Yeah, we're we're honored to uh to have the 10-year reunion uh brought back. So thank you both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye everyone. Thanks. Just got off All right. my, just got on my chill. Called them my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and